Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and it is my sixth PTI in a row, Tony. So why'd you choose me? I'm Tony Kornheiser. I have a strict ABL policy. Anyone but Levitar. You qualify. (laughs) That's him. It's a a harsh policy, like Gonzalo, Lourdes, they did nothing wrong, but I do agree that you gotta be you gotta be sure that the sweatiest Levitar does not show up. That would be a problem. I love Levitar. Love him. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon still hasn't shown up, but look who has. It's our great friend from the ESPN Daily Podcast and what is alleged to be an online show called Debatable, Mr. Pablo Torre. (laughs) Diminishing cheers as we move through this week. And we begin today with Serena Williams taking out the number two seed, Annette Contevate last night in three sets, 6-2 in the third. This is two down and five to go for a title. Next up is Isla Tomjanovic, ranked 46th in the world. Tomjanovic has never made a semifinal in a major. Pablo, you watched Serena last night. So did I. What did you see? I saw somebody who was both David and Goliath, Tony. It was remarkable to see the dynamic playing out at Arthur Ashe at night. And as you said, the time and the place where champions tend to emerge, even if we long believed that yeah. they were dead and gone. But what Serena did, I mean, it was so fitting that the last person to make me feel that way, David and Goliath, was also there, Tiger Woods. Can you just imagine how good it must feel to see Tiger fist pumping for you? But I digress. Serena Williams was in that first set and the third set, not as good as she used to be, but a lot like that person. And that, to me, it smells like a quarterfinal run, Tony, after I believe, for the record, that this was absolutely not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, two things to start. One, did you see Tiger's arms? He is ripped. He looks like a bodybuilder at this point. (laughs) Two, I believe I had this. If you check the tape from a couple of days ago, you will hear me say that Contevate was eminently beatable. She has never won anything. She was going to be disturbed by how the crowd was going to deal with her. They were not going to cheer for anything she did well. They were going to reserve their loudest cheers for when she did badly. And when Serena won the point, then that is exactly what happened. Now, I will concede to you that I thought Serena was going to go out in the third set. So how well she played in the third set was particularly impressive to me. But she reacts to pressure like champions react to pressure. She's got 23 of these, okay? She's, you know, there's nobody else in the draw, I don't believe, who has more than two. And she's got 23. Do I think she's going to win the whole thing? No, I don't. But I don't think she plays anybody seated all the way through the quarterfinals. And it does remind me, and you were alluding to this, of Jimmy Connors in the late 90s, late 80s, I was going to ask you about this. When Jimmy Connors Connors. was 37 years old, 37 years old, and they put him out there at night, and they got to keep putting Serena out there at night because she's the big draw. They put him out there at night, and he went all the way through to the semis. So uh, it is possible we are seeing magic. It is possible. And if 
people could clap their hands like they did for Tinkerbell and Peter Pan, Tony, we would get exactly that. We would get Serena. But the point being to me, like, I'm just glad we get more of her. It's fun. It's shocking. And I was me very too. wrong about it. But we move on. Me too. In, the NFL, in my ear, in my ear, they tell me it was 1991 with Connors. I thought it was 89. 91. I was close. I was 91. 60 years old at the time. Go ahead. <laughs> I was vaguely conscious by that point in my time on Earth. But we moved to the NFL, I believe, because the Broncos, Tony, they just upped their commitment to quarterback Russell Wilson. You know Russell Wilson. He had two seasons left on his deal when Denver traded for him during the offseason. But they have now added five more worth a potential $245 million, $165 million of which is guaranteed. So what does it mean to you, Tony? What does it say that this deal is not fully guaranteed? All right, I'm going to go to the notes because I, I want to get the numbers right. $165 million is guaranteed to Wilson. Okay, Kyler Murray has $160 million guaranteed to him. Aaron Rodgers has $153 million guaranteed to him. These are all recent deals. Josh Allen has $150 million guaranteed to him. So what it tells me, first off, is that the Haslams are fools because they did not have to go to $230 million yes. all guaranteed for Deshaun Watson. They, did, they were bidding against themselves. The second thing it tells me is that the NFL is still not the NBA and still not baseball. Contracts are not fully guaranteed. But I know Wilbon likes to say they can cut you tonight and walk away. They can't. Quarterbacks and wide receivers and pass rushers have too much guaranteed to simply walk away from him. So, so what it also says in the case of Russell Wilson is that if you think you have a quarterback, there aren't that many of them who maybe can get you to a Super Bowl. You spend yes. a lot of money to get them. No, Tony, in that way, quarterbacks are like New York real estate or the way that as someone who owns a mortgage in New York hopes New York real estate still is, which is to say, if you like a place, jump on it right now because the bidding war is only going to escalate. The fact is the guy who gets paid the most is the guy who gets paid most recently. And the complication here, of course, is the guarantees. I want to introduce something else to this conversation, Tony, which is Lamar Jackson, of course, because what's happening in Baltimore right now and why this is so significant is because Lamar Jackson was hoping to beat the the deal set by Deshaun Watson, the most cynical transaction in sports history that you just referred to. He's not going to do that probably now because now no, the market not. has spoken. No, the tribe has spoken. They're saying we're not guaranteeing everything. That was an exception that actually proves the rule. So in Denver, they get a guy who they went all in on already. All the picks they traded to get Russell Wilson. But now they pay him something close to like market sanity. Well, let, let's just go for a second on this. Russell Wilson has been to Super Bowls twice and should have won both of those Super Bowls, except for a terrible call by the offensive coordinator, I yep. believe. Um, Josh Allen, they're all in on him. Kyler Murray, they're all in on him. They have not been to Super Bowls. Russell Wilson has already been to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has not yet been to a Super Bowl. So you have no. to sort of make this decision. I don't think we should miss the forest for the trees. Because if there's anybody out there who doesn't think that $165 million is generational wealth, that person is an idiot. There's a lot of money going also out true. there now. A lot of money. Now we move yeah. to the Yankees, which is your team, Pablo. The Yankees lost last night in Anaheim as Shohei Otani hit a game-winning three-run homer to become the first player ever with 30 home runs and 10 wins in the same season. The Yankees finished August 10 and 18, their worst month in, hello, 30 years. 
Their division lead is down <laughs> to six games with three games upcoming at second place Tampa Bay. So, Pablo, how, should, how concerned should your Yankees be? So I came on this show with you filling in for Will Bond back in June, I believe, before the All-Star break. And I was talking to you, Tony, about how you need to respect history because this regular season Yankees team is about to be the greatest regular season team of all time. And now we're worried about that hot breath on the back of our necks that is the Tampa Bay Rays. So the mighty have to some degree fallen. And so my talking points now go from, wow, this is a historical team to, this is a team that always shows up in October. I'm going to rely on the old notes I used to sound. I believe that nothing about this team is substantively different. I'm mildly concerned about Giancarlo Stanton, Nestor Cortez. He's recovering from a groin injury. But other than that, I have to believe the playoffs will be different than the month of August. Yeah, I don't think it's a collapse yet. I think it's an erosion. I think the team you were talking about felt they could walk onto the field in their uniforms and win just by walking out there. I don't think they feel it anymore. Can I get to the Otani thing for a second? Oh, yeah. Because this is a very interesting statistic. 30 home runs and 10 wins in one year. Those are nice, round, accessible numbers. But what do they really mean? Who is he competing against? This is not (laughs) like a base camp at Mount Everest where in the morning 400 people are going to get up and try to reach the summit. He's competing only against himself. He is absolutely unique. That's important to say. Now, in terms of yes. the Yankees, um, they're 15 and 24. Do I have that number right? 15 and 24 since the All-Star break. Should they be concerned? Sure, because right now, with a month left to go in the season, they're in a spin cycle in a washing machine. They are not moving forward yeah. at all. They're just circling around. They got 18 games left in division. If they win 12 of those 18, I think they can be confident. If they win nine or fewer, I think they are vulnerable. Yeah, avoiding the wild card round at this point, Tony, is the ultimate priority. And to unite both Otani and the Yankees, the only person on that mountain anywhere was Babe Ruth. And Otani has obviously summited him by now, which is a crazy thing to say. But other crazy things happening that are related to New York, you would say, are happening in the NBA because the New... Well, first off... The Utah Jazz sent Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You'll notice the Cleveland Cavaliers are not the New York Knicks, and Donovan Mitchell had averaged 26 a game for Utah last season, but the Jazz went out to the Mavs in the first round, prompting Danny Ainge to tear things down. In return for Mitchell, the Jazz received Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, their first-round pick from Kansas, Ochai Obaji, three unprotected first-round picks, and two potential pick swaps, all of which is obviously a lot. So what do you make of this trade, Tony? All right. I mean, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned the Knicks because there will be a lot of conversation in New York over the fact that the Knicks did not get Donovan Mitchell and they stayed with R.J. Barrett. The Knicks stink no matter who's on their team. They're an irrelevant team. They don't matter. Accurate. I don't honestly. know much about Cleveland except Cleveland got better last year. Cleveland got better, had a better yeah. guard than Sexton, and Cleveland has young big men. And, and so this may help Cleveland a lot. To me, the headline here is Utah. I think I'm right on this. Two years ago, no more than three years ago, they finished in the regular season first in the West. They've been a playoff team for a while. Now they have traded away their two best players. Rudy Gobert is gone. Donovan Mitchell is gone. I don't even think they have a coach. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they have a coach at the moment. So this is Danny Ainge putting his thumb down and saying this is the plan from now on because I don't know – To me, they look like a 25-win team right now, and they were a consistent playoff team. No, this has the – 
This has the thumbprints, you're right, of Danny Ainge. A teardown, a bunch of picks incoming, really good value for those players that he did not want in the first place. So very Angian in that way. Mm. But the impression I'm left right. with with the Cavs, Tony, is not insignificant. I believe the Cavs might be a top five team in the East now. And there's a big difference between the value of a Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs and the value of Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell would not have made the Knicks a top five anything when it came to actually no. winning games. They were not close, no. bad fit with Jalen Brunson. But in Cleveland, they have Darius Garland, who is a star young point guard. They have Evan Mobley, who is a star young big man who moves like a guard. They have Jared Allen, who is an excellent defender Block at shots. center. Block shots. Yes, and they yep. have Isaac Okoro, who's a promising young wing. And so, to me, this is a team that can make a lot of noise, that can be together for a long time. The fit here, because they have defensive-minded bigs, it makes Donovan Mitchell, for them, a very different, promising proposition. By before we get out of here, the magic voice in my ear tells me Utah has a coach, and his name is Will Hardy. And if he walked into uh, this yes. studio wearing a shirt that says, I am Will Hardy, I would say, what do you do for a living? Because I didn't know. Let's take a break. Coming up, Ohio State and Georgia are both big favorites on Saturday, but which one is more likely to get upset? And will Rafa Nadal beat an old nemesis tonight? Seriously, Tiger Woods' arms are enormous. His workout wow. regimen. What like is that he missing? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. It's time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, gazes at the collage of press credentials behind him and remembers when he used to leave the house. What's first? Toss-up. <laughs> More likely to get upset on Saturday. Number two, Ohio State, or number three, Georgia? I'm in a bind here because I don't think either is going to get upset. I really like Ohio State. I like them, especially because they're at home. Georgia is not quite at home, but they're in Atlanta. It's not really yeah. a neutral site. It's not, and it's not Portland, Oregon. I mean, the case I will make is that Georgia lost a lot of people to graduation and to the NFL. 14 starters are gone. They only have three starters back on defense. The ace in the hole that I had, Pablo, was their new quarterback, Bo Nix, 
used to play at Auburn, and I was going to tell you he's an SEC guy. He knows Georgia. He can beat Georgia. And then someone told me he's 0-3 against Georgia. So I'm sitting here <laughs> with the air coming out of me, hoping I can switch to Notre Dame. I have nothing. Yeah, look, you know from yesterday's show that I have a fondness for Notre Dame. Combined between Marcus Freeman and Tyler Buckner, their quarterback, they have one full Asian person, which is incredible. So, yes, give me Notre Dame for that reason. But the Georgia-Oregon thing is fascinating, too, because the offensive, rather, the defensive coordinator of Georgia when they won the title last year, the guy who was so key to all of their success, is now coaching Oregon. And so there's this theory, well, doesn't that make Oregon actually well-suited for an upset? And... I say to that, well, doesn't Georgia also then know how the Oregon defense might be? And doesn't Georgia have all the better players? So, yeah, not really feeling that one either myself. Give me, give me the Irish. Next. Toss-up. Who you got tonight, Fabio Fanini or Rafael Nadal? Let me make the case for Fanini right now. I believe it was six years ago in this very tournament, in the third round, he beat Nadal. Seven, and he beat Nadal yep. coming back from two sets to love, which never happens to Nadal. Sadly for him, they've played nine times since, and he's lost eight, including in a major this year in straight sets in Australia. I am feeling the Serena effect. If she can do this, Nadal can do this. Nadal is going to go out. He knows this guy. He knows what the guy did to him right here. Nadal is going to beat this guy unless every muscle in his stomach has torn in the last 40 minutes. So I do feel like there's a non-zero chance with Rafa Nadal in 2022 where various muscles might just tear. So I kind of like leaning in that direction for that reason. But also, like, Fanini, and we talked about, you know, yesterday I was naming Padraig Harrington the number one Padraig. I don't know if I can call Fabio Fanini the number one Fabio due to obvious other oh, Fabios no, no, no. that I've heard no, no, no. of. We yeah, agree on that the Fabio despite the who bird the model. flying into Fabio's face. Yeah, I can't believe it's not butter, all that stuff. I don't believe he's the number one Fabio, but I do believe he is the number one tennis player, or at least tied for number one in terms of comebacks. He's a comeback specialist. He goes down, he comes back. This is his specialty. Yeah. But again, yeah. I, you, you have he's to never hope been for the to injury. a final in a yeah. major. He's never been That's to a final good. in a major. The other guy not has ideal. 22. 22. That's it. Yeah. Let's take one last break. Still to come, we will discuss the catch that kept the Mets in the lead last night. We'll also discuss some bad news for the Ravens mascot, Poe. I do like the notion of the alliteration in Fabio Fanini. I mean, I do. I, I think that's a pretty cool name. Yes. Man. He's ranked oh, no. 60. He, the other guy's second. He sounds cool. I mean, he yeah. looks cool. I just figured out what he looks like before. Totally I've never seen him. Him and Will Hardy oh, yeah. could walk into this studio and I wouldn't know <laughs> one from the other. I, I... PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First all without ads. You know what this means, uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash PTI. That's amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy time, people. Happy 73rd birthday, Gary Maddox. Maddox was an eight-time Gold Glove center fielder who spent 15 years in the majors, the first four with the Giants, the rest with the Phillies. Maddox was on Philadelphia's 1980 World Series champs, the team of Mike Schmidt, Pete Rose, and Steve Carlton. Maddox had to cover a lot of ground that year because left fielder Greg Lazinski had neither speed nor range. Maddox was such a good outfielder that he inspired this great quote, two-thirds of the earth is covered by water, the other one-third is covered by Gary Maddox. It has been attributed to Hall of Famer Ralph Kiner. Others may have used it previously. I wish I'd said it. No, Tony, this is a prime example of the aphorism, clever lines travel from obscure mouths to prominent ones, because I heard that out of the mouth of Deion Sanders. And I don't know who said the aphorism I just said. I think it was some guy named Ralph Keyes, but someone else probably more prominent got more credit, now that I think about it. Wow, Deion Sanders, huh? Happy anniversary, Justin Verlander. On this day three years ago, the Astros' right-hander struck out 14 as he threw his third career no-hitter, beating the Blue Jays 2-0. That year, Verlander won his second Cy Young. This year, he should win his third. Verlander is 16-3 with a 1.84 ERA, the best in all of baseball. The 39-year-old Verlander is a lock for Comeback Player of the Year in his first season back after Tommy John surgery. Now, the Astros just put Verlander on the injured list with a calf injury, but Verlander said the injury is more minor than he feared. Verlander said, and I'm quoting here, I feel like I really kind of dodged a bullet here where the muscle isn't actually involved. Tony, guys this old who get Tommy John surgery really never look this good. And Justin Verlander, I was preparing for the show today trying to figure out like, where is he historically? I think he's the best pitcher of the 21st century. I mean, go look at what he's done. The Cy Youngs, the MVP, all that stuff, his numbers. It's ridiculous how good he has been for so long. And he's a great guest on this show, where he is historically as he's going to Cooperstown. Happy trails to a potential game-tying home run for Justin Turner. It was the seventh inning last night. The Mets were ahead of the Dodgers 2-1 to one when Justin Turner, Turner launched a high center, drive to right center. Mets center fielder Brandon Nimmo went over the wall to bring the ball back, earning an ovation from the city field crowd. None more appreciative than Jacob deGrom on the mound, who doffed his cap to Nimmo. Nimmo called it one of the best plays I've ever made. DeGrom called it awesome. And Turner, who got robbed, called it a great play. Not a whole lot you can do about it. The other person very grateful, of course, for that play was Timmy Trumpet, Tony, who I mentioned many times yesterday and yeah. got to actually perform yeah. on the field for Edwin Diaz. That song, which is shockingly performed by an Australian DJ. So let me be clear on this. He only performs it when Diaz comes in to close, or does he wait for the game to be over to perform it? Well, he performed it while he was entering the game last night, and they're going to probably ask him to do that for as long as he can stay in this country doing specifically that. Well, I saw Mr. and Mrs. Met had their trumpets out as well. Let's go to the big finish. They did. Ravens mascot Poe is out for the season with a knee injury. Your thoughts? 
quote the Raven, nevermore, or at the very least until next season. Kyle Wright of the Braves nevermore. became the first pitcher to 17 wins last night. Glad you got that. Is he the NL, NL Cy Young winner, Tony? Uh, Gonsolin, Alcantara. I mean, there, there, there's a real race in the National League. The Dolphins voted Tua as one of 16 captains. Do you find that significant? I thought it was super significant until I learned there were six of them. College football's board of managers could vote tomorrow on whether to expand the playoff. Should they go big? You go big or go home. Look, it's four now. People love college football. It should, I'm not saying it should be 12, but they should go to eight. They should absolutely go to eight. I Last agree. one, three ranked teams in action in college football tonight. What's the most intriguing game to you? West Virginia and Pitt and the backyard brawl. There's a lot of history there. Most of it very, very messy. Give me that, please. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I remain Tony Kornheiser. And I remain Pablo Torre. Please check out my podcast, ESPN Daily, and also Debatable, the aforementioned online TV show that's not a TV show. You can find that on YouTube, Twitter, and the ESPN app. But for now, your sports center. Twitter. Uh, maybe I got to get on Twitter to see Debatable. You know, you know maybe what? I it could would get be on YouTube or the Hulu. Is it on-